Do you have more than one location? Or do you have many retailers selling your products in multiple locations? If you do, the best way to help customers find them is with the Bold Store Locator app. I have used it in several stores, and it always works. It's the original store locator app for Shopify. And whether you have 10 or 10,000 locations, this app can handle it, and it looks great in any store. Your customers can let the app detect their location, or simply enter their zip code, select a radius, and see the locations near them. They can even click and get turn-by-turn -turn directions. Plus, it offers filtering to make sorting through 10,000 locations even easier. And if you want to customize it, you can create custom pins, set priorities for ones to show at the top, maybe they're a preferred dealer, add custom text, hours, descriptions for each location, even custom fields. And of course, you could bulk import all of your locations with a CSV and export too if you need it. But probably my favorite feature is what they call heat map reporting. In the back end, you could see a heat map report of where everyone is searching for you. This is a great way to get insight into where people are looking for your products and where they want you to be. So if you have multiple locations, check out Bold Store Locator. As an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, Bold is offering you their Store Locator app free for two months. To get this special offer, go to kurtelster.com bold and you'll be able to install it from there. kurtelster.com bold. Additional support for the unofficial Shopify podcast comes from SEO Manager. You already know the benefits of SEO. The higher you rank in search, the more visitors you get, and more visitors means more sales, which means more money in your pocket. But how do you do it? That's where SEO Manager comes in. It helps Shopify store owners get found in search engines more easily, and it's trusted by thousands of store owners. No surprise there, it's equal parts power, innovation, and ease of use. Think of SEO Manager as your optimization toolbox. Here's some examples. It can scan your site for issues, offer keyword suggestions, add structured data support, analyze missing pages and redirects, and even integrate with Kit, plus a ton more tools to help you be easily found in Google searches. Best of all, it's easy to get started. You can get started in minutes, and their friendly support team is always on standby if you need help. Seriously, I have met them, they are the best. And as a special offer to you, you can get 10% off SEO Manager forever when you sign up at seomanager.com slash unofficial. That's seomanager.com slash unofficial. Today on the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, I want to talk about coupon abuse. All right, that sounds strange. Like, abuse is very serious, but coupons? Okay, no, it's a, it's a real thing, and in researching it, looking at it, I often saw it referred to as a, a form of hacking, as, and certainly um, it was cast as a malicious act by the people who would do it, which shocked me because I used to do it all the time. Oh, I was so bad at it. And you know what? I thought it just made me a savvy consumer. Um, it turns out I was hacking. And so here's the way I would do it. I'm just flat out tell you, this is this is the attack vector. I would have, uh, say, a list of like common coupon codes. And initially they're in my head, and then I started just making a list. And I had about uh, two dozen, maybe 30. And depending on how bad I wanted it, how expensive this is, you know, I, I would go through them. And sure, I could automate it, but I just copy and paste it. Um, cause usually at least years ago, like in the first 
eight, I would get a hit. And but you can guess at these coupon codes. It'd be stuff, you know, it's easy to guess, like comeback 10, save 10, Facebook, hello, summer, like just a bunch of, of random common phrases that I bet a few people are like, uh oh, I gotta go change that coupon code. Free ship. Free ship was the one that always worked. Uh, save 10, Black Friday holiday, like you just try those. And miraculously, oftentimes you'd get a hit. And like, oh my gosh, I just saved money on this, this one off purchase. And this came in very handy when I spent like a thousand bucks on a bathroom vanity. When I remodeled my bathroom, um, I ordered it online and I guessed at the coupon code and saved myself a few hundred dollars. And then you had, oh my gosh, it got even crazier, Chrome extensions. You have browser extensions, like Honey is probably the, the biggest, the one we think about. Um, uh, Capital One has one, or maybe they bought Honey, I don't know. But there's plenty of browser extensions that'll do it for you. And that's even more insidious um, if you're the merchant. And so we are going to talk to uh, someone who has obsessed over just this, over coupon code extensions, over coupon code hacking. Kathleen Booth from CleanCart, Clean.io, is joining us. Uh, she is the VP of Marketing at Clean.io. She's on a mission to help you grow profits and make smarter marketing decisions by improving the effectiveness of your discount strategies. So... We're going to talk through that. Uh, Kathleen, how are you doing? I am great. Thank you so much for having me, Kurt. Oh, my pleasure, because this is such a an, an odd, fun, uh, baffling, frustrating, strange topic, isn't it? It is. And I would say, you know, the first step in recovery is admitting you have a problem. And I, too, was a coupon abuser. So I'm here to start with that. Hello, my name is Kathleen, and I used all the coupon abuse tactics as well. Um, so now I'm really fired up about this topic now that I've kind of seen the other side of the coin. So I'm excited to talk about it with you. And I, you know, I still do it today, but I limit, like, if it's a Shopify store, if it's an independent merchant, I'm not going to do it because I've seen what the other end of that looks like. But if it's like Macy's, nah, I'm still doing it. I'm not if the, <laughs> I'm not going to go through as much effort, but I'll let, like, the, the Chrome extension try the stuff. Um, but at the same time, you know, merchants are more savvy about it, so it works less often. You know, it's more, it's like getting a lotto ticket when it does work now. Um, so I think let's start with that. Is there... It was cast as such a like a malicious thing when I researched this. Is it? Is this hacking? <laughs> well, this is a great question. I don't know if technically it's hacking, but and and to be clear, like using coupon codes is not necessarily in and of itself a bad thing, right? Like merchants give them out for a reason because they want to achieve something by using them. And if you've been given a coupon code, gosh, by all means, use it. We all love a good bargain, you know, me first in line to save money. Where where it becomes a problem is when buyers are given access to codes that were never intended for them. And that can range in degree of severity. And just to do some table setting, you know, there's when we're talking about coupon extensions particularly, they function by scraping data. And you know, some of the data is submitted intentionally by users, people who like to share codes so that other people can use them. But sometimes it's literally just scraped off of websites. And so it's like robots harvesting your coupon codes. And so what I've seen is, like I said, varying shades of severity. It can be anything from that 10% off that you as a merchant are offering to people who subscribe to your newsletter that now anybody can use. And so not only have they not subscribed to your newsletter, but the code is no longer a good indication of who converted on that. 
um, all the way to you know employee discount codes that leak. I've seen uh. I've seen one for eighty percent off. I've seen I've seen codes like Military Hero Thirty, which are intended for veterans, or codes for first responders. The worst one I saw, and we can talk about this if you want, was my CEO found one for $75 off, and this was for a popular online men's apparel brand, but they didn't set a minimum purchase value, or oh, sorry, no. a maximum or minimum. Bin- so yeah. as long as you kept your, your order value under $75, you could get unlimited merchandise for free. What a nightmare. Right. And in that instance, I think there's some, some common sense there with the coupon codes. Like... You know, when I did it, I never got a discount that was greater than, say, 25%. But it, we, I've had uh, clients have situations where, like, a, a discount meant for an influencer leaked or a discount meant for wholesale or an employee discount. Stuff where it's like, all right, this literally, every time an order with this coupon happens, we lose money. That's yep. the really scary one. Yeah. And, you know, I've heard people say, like, well, p- merchants should just be m- more careful about how they set up their codes. And yes, we should all be careful. And there are lots of like coupon code hygiene practices that that merchants should be using. But the reality is, and you mentioned it earlier, companies like Macy's have that all on lockdown. They're not the ones that generally are going to have this problem. The ones that are more susceptible to what I would term as code leakage are the smaller independent merchants. They don't have the resources to buy expensive software as part of their tech stack. They may not have a really savvy you know, marketer running their online marketing strategy who's been there, done that, and knows all, you know, all the ways to make sure that the codes are issued and, and locked down correctly. And so you know, a lot of different merchants have this problem for a lot of different reasons. And I think you know, sometimes it, it borders on hacking in the sense that like you issued a limited use code and it was scraped off your site and handed out to people who shouldn't have gotten it. But other times it's like it falls into the category of like shady or unethical. And and that's my example there would be that the military hero code. And I always tell the story like I would never as a consumer walk into a restaurant and tell the waiter, hey, I served in the army, can I get 20% off? When I have not served in the army, like that is considered by most human beings to be hugely unethical. And yet when it's we go online valor. and shop- that was really bad. It, it is totally stolen valor. And But when we go online and shop, we're not even looking at what these codes are, and yet we're using them with impunity all over the internet you know, effectively, quote unquote, impersonating somebody else who who was supposed to have that code for a reason, whether that's a military veteran, a first responder, or a VIP customer who earned the code because they spent a lot with a merchant, you know, there's a, or, or a wholesale customer, as you mentioned. We've seen all those examples, and they're all like heartbreaking to me for the merchant because it's money that they are losing to robots effectively scraping their codes. The... So when we say robots scraping their codes, and <laughs> earlier we mentioned Honey, the the browser extension that that does this, um, it does some other things too. Honestly, I use it; it's it is a neat extension. And uh, it was earlier I said it was somebody bought it. I forgot who. I looked it up. It was it was PayPal. PayPal acquired For them in twenty nineteen. Four billion. Four billion with a B. Okay, so clearly this thing <laughs> is valuable. It's doing something. And I don't have to pay for it, which means, uh-oh, I'm probably the product it's selling. Right. When so, you don't pay for the product, you are the product. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, so with a, a, a coupon extension like Honey, how does that work? Where do they get those coupon codes? And then, I don't know, if you know, hold on, 
how is it making money that makes it worth four billion? I'm clearly of the product, right? What's happening? Right, here? right. And 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 Honey is the biggest one, but there's you mentioned Capital One Shopping, which used to be called Wikibuy, but was bought obviously by Capital One. It is no coincidence that the two biggest players in the space were acquired by payment processing companies. Um, and the reason is obviously they want your data. They, when they buy those extensions, they can see they have access to massive amounts of data on where people are shopping, how much they're spending, what items they're looking at. Oh, by the way, Capital One, a lot of us also have our bank accounts and our credit cards with them. You know, we're getting loans from them. PayPal, same thing. We're, we're you know, processing our payments through there. So they're, they're using our data. Um, and they also, however, themselves are affiliate programs. And so, you know, Honey, for example, if a merchant, I've heard this story a lot, merchants will reach out to Honey and say, hey, you're sharing a code that you really shouldn't be sharing. It's meant for my wholesale customers. And Honey will respond and say, oh, we would love to have you join our affiliate program. And then you have more granular control over the codes that get shared. Well, what that means then is you are paying them a commission every time somebody comes to your site with the extension. So you asked how it works. Basically, you know, these are, as you mentioned, they are browser extensions. That's really fundamentally how they work. And I didn't appreciate this until recently. And I've been working at a series of cybersecurity companies. Now I'm at clean.io. And what I've learned that I didn't know, and I've been a marketer my whole life, is that browser extensions have an elevated level of permission to function on websites because they are installed by the user. And so these are what are called in cyber terms, client-side injections. So as marketers, we're always told you own your website and we kind of own it, but you know, we let in all kinds of third-party code, whether it's a CMS or a plugin, Boy, but then we have we. these, yeah, right. And then we have this other form of third-party code, which is client-side injections or browser extensions that we have no control over. We're not letting them in. The user is bringing them in. So they're kind of like Trojan horses. And so with Honey and with Capital One Shopping, with the many other extensions just like them, because there are many, um, what happens is the user comes to your site, they have the extension present, and if, if they legitimately were given a code by you and they enter it at checkout, the extension is then able to scrape that and share it with everybody. Um, you know, users can also deliberately submit codes to them and and put them out to be shared. Um, and so a lot of times people do that with the best of intentions, but sometimes not so much. For example, you mentioned affiliates. Sometimes affiliates want to get their code out more broadly and might submit it to an extension like Honey, and then they're p potentially getting credit for sales they're not driving. So, so that's how they get the codes. There's a whole nother story about what happens behind the scenes and how they claim attribution that's even like, kind of scarier. So I'll pause there and see if you have any what? questions. I want to hear the scary attribution story. <laughs> so I, I can, I'll speak for, I'll use Honey as example. And I just use them because they're the biggest and they're the easiest to kind of, you know, illustrate what I'm talking about. But when you've been acquired it, for $4 billion, it's easy for you to become yeah. everybody's punching bag because no one feels exactly. bad for you at that point. Like, exactly. Oh, no, they're multiple billionaires. Uh. They'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, they'll be okay. Um, so what happens is if I am a shopper and I come to your website and I have Honey present, when I get to your site, Honey is depositing a third-party cookie. Um, if I then go through the process of, of adding items at in my cart, Honey actually winds up depositing a first-party cookie. And effectively, what happens is whether 
whether I wind up using a honey coupon or not, those cookies have been added into the browser and honey claims credit for the sale. And of course, if a merchant is working with honey formally as part of an affiliate program, they're then paying for that sale. And because it's a first party cookie that holds true if somebody completes that session without converting and then comes back three weeks later because of an email campaign you sent them and then purchases, Honey is still claiming credit for that sale. And so there's a lot of really questionable attribution practices going on with these extensions that I, I believe have merchants vastly overpaying them. Interesting. So we think it's, well, it, it's another kind of, uh, it's a form of click fraud almost. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I think so. And, and the problem is that, you know, attribution is tough to begin with. I think yes. we all struggle with this. People choose like first touch or last touch. And even if they're doing multi-touch, they don't really understand how to allocate um, value to each of those touches. And, and we've been trying to dig into this a lot at clean.io to understand it better. But unfortunately, because of the way most merchants do attribution, when extensions are present, it's this very binary, all or nothing thing where they assume if the extension was there, it must have driven the sale. And as a result of that, and this is part of why I get so fired up, there are a lot of merchants out there that are under the assumption that coupon extensions are good for business. And I, I believe there are certainly cases where they can be, but what I'm seeing through a lot of the A-B testing we're doing is that in a lot of cases, they're not. Um, so, you know, in terms of how they affect conversions, cart abandonment, average cart value, the data is really starting to show that in many cases, merchants are losing money, which is scary because usually when you give out a discount, if you're doing it for new customer acquisition, you're using it as a loss leader and you're assuming you're gonna make that money up later down the line uh, with repeat purchases. And, and I do think there's some question as to whether customers that come in for the first time via a discount plugin are really going to deliver that lifetime value that you're looking for. And if you're losing a lot of money on that first sale, you're not making it up on the back end. You know, it's a terrible marketing investment. Yeah. Yeah. We have a, a clear negative ROI here. You don't want to be in a high revenue negative profit business. That's not going to help anybody. The bigger you get, the less successful you become. That's a horrible deal with the devil you've made with these, these coupon codes. All right. So I suspect that coupon codes often get overused. I think it is an addictive strategy. And when we run sales and promos and look at client stores like long-term, we could see like months where promos that used coupon codes occurred. It felt like, con it seems like conversion goes up, average order goes down, and it's not necessarily a net win. What does you, what does your data say? What does your experience say? Yeah. So it's like a sugar high. It, it reminds me of what happened uh, with Groupon. And I used to own a marketing agency, a digital agency. I had it for 11 years. And at the time I had a lot of restaurant clients who were so excited about Groupon. And they were like, you know, we do a Groupon and we see this massive influx of new customers. And what they discovered over time is those customers weren't repeats. They didn't come back. They were, they were hooked on the Groupons. 
So they would follow it to the next restaurant that would give a discount and, you know, didn't matter where it was. And the discounts they had to offer via Groupon were so big that they didn't make money on that first purchase. So exactly what I just talked about. So you get that initial sugar rush of like, woohoo, we made all these sales, but it doesn't translate into value for the business. And so the data that we've seen, you know, obviously I can't just say that and not be able to back it up. And so we've been doing a lot of A-B testing on what happens when you prevent coupon extensions from executing on e-commerce websites. So somebody comes to your site with a Honey or a Capital One Shopping present, what happens if you prevent it from automatically adding codes at checkout? What does it do to conversions, cart abandonment, average cart value? What we've learned is that if somebody comes to your site with a coupon extension, they are about 5% more likely, or or rather I would say in aggregate, 5% more of the time those people wind up converting and making a purchase. So you do get a lift of slightly more purchases, but here's where it gets really interesting. When they reach checkout, those same people, if you look at cart conversions, so people who reach checkout and then convert and purchase, there's functionally a 0% impact on cart conversions. So what that means is having the extension makes the person more likely to basically put things in their shopping cart but it doesn't make them any more likely to purchase the things they've put in the cart. At the same time, what we've learned is that when you when coupon extensions are present and used, they reduce average cart value by about 10% on average. Obviously varies depending upon the coupons you have out there. But so, you know, net net, you're losing 10% of your margins to these coupon extensions and you're really not getting a lift in cart completion at all. Interesting. So I so get- So it's a psychology thing. Like having the extension present in my browser, you know, I'm coming to your site thinking I'm gonna get a deal, so I'm gonna put things in my cart, thinking, oh, the deal's gonna come when I get to check out. But it's like buying a house. My dad always said, don't picture your furniture in it. Once people put their the items in their cart at checkout, they're invested, and it almost doesn't matter whether they wind up getting a discount or not they're really, odds are, they're still gonna make the purchase because they've pictured the furniture in the house. They've got the items in Mm. their checkout cart. Hmm. So it goes, all right, so if I I have the browser extension installed, I'm 5% more likely to add the item to cart. Correct. But if we compare it purely at like people people who reach checkout, what difference is there? There isn't. Yeah, I mean- Whether or not I have the browser extension. We've done a bunch of A-B testing and it it varies within like a 1% band. So there have been cases where they're 1% more likely to complete. And then there's cases where they're 1% less likely to complete. So functionally, that's why I say it's about a 0% impact. How would one even A-B test that? (laughs) Well, it gets into our product, which we don't need to talk about in detail now, but we we have a product that helps e-commerce shops block the extensions from auto injecting codes at checkout. And so we're able to run this script on 50% of their traffic and see what happens when they're blocked from injecting versus when they're not. And we can look at the difference in all those metrics. Yeah. All right. So I I think I could make that work at Google Optimize if I really wanted to try this for myself. (laughs) Um, So earlier you used a phrase I like called coupon code hygiene. What do we mean by coupon code hygiene? Sure. So, you know, as you said, most merchants are using some form of discount or coupon codes there. And for good reason, right? Like the whole idea behind them is they're going to incent 
buyers to to engage in certain behaviors, whether that's returning to your store to shop, whether that's going back to an abandoned cart, whether that's adding you know more stuff to their cart at checkout, et cetera. Um, so there's good use cases for them, but if you're going to use them, there's a bunch of things you have to keep in mind. And I'll just give a kind of a, a, a sampling of these, but I, it, it goes much deeper. There are things like making sure that you are setting expiration dates for codes that you want to, you know, have some control over in terms of, of time periods. Um, it's making sure that you are centrally tracking codes. We talk to a lot of merchants who are using multiple platforms to create their codes. It could be some discount plugins, it could be their email sending platform, it could be their store CMS. And when that happens, a lot of times your team loses track of even what codes are active. And so having a process for tracking all of your active codes in one place so that everybody knows what's out there and knows when to turn things on and off. That's really helpful. Um, at the most basic level, you'd be surprised how many don't do this. It is watching the data around code usage. Um, every merchant we've talked to who has a problem with this realizes they have a problem because all of a sudden, certain codes dramatically spike in usage and it doesn't correlate to a marketing activity like an affiliate post or an email campaign, et cetera. Um, you know, if you if you are savvy enough, you have the tech stack, you have the budget, and you have the ability using kind of limited use one-time unique codes is a great way to try to solve for this. But that's not always possible. You know, if you are advertising on a podcast, for example, and you want to be able to mention a coupon code, you can't use a one-time use code. Right. Um, if you're working with an affiliate and you're giving them a code, it doesn't work so well that way. And so, you know, those are things to keep in mind. The most important of all the things I just mentioned is keeping a close eye on your data. How can you increase your Shopify sales by 10 to 15% overnight? Well, you could make a deal with the devil. Can you believe it? All I had to do was give him my soul. <laughs> or you could just use Zipify One Click Upsell, created by the owner of a $100 million e-commerce store entrusted by over 8,200 Shopify merchants. One Click Upsell helps you boost your average order value with targeted upsells and cross-sells. Plus, it's got mobile-optimized offer pages that drive sky-high conversions and built-in split testing for maximizing your results. It's no wonder OneClick Upsell has made its users an extra $162 million in sales. And it only takes a few minutes to install the app, launch your first upsell, and start generating 10-15% to 15 more revenue overnight. To start your free 30-day trial, go to Zipify.com slash Kurt, that's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T, and to get an unadvertised bonus, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty. Okay, so in, in Shopify specifically, if I go in the admin and I, I start digging in reports, um, I can get a, a coupon, a discount code usage report, and I can also fire up uh, discounts as a, uh, a column in my reports. So I can run a report called uh, Top Products Sold. Let's say like once a month I want to look at, okay, what were my best sellers? And I could sort that by units sold or I could sort it by revenue or I could sort it by discounts. Aha! So I could start to see like, all right, what is the impact of this? What, is, what are these discount codes costing me? So you could see it that way and then you can also see it by like, okay, how much does each individual code uh, give me? So you, I, if 
certainly like once a month you want to run through your, your KPIs, run through your reports and try and get you update a your your handle on your business. And part of that should include reviewing these coupon codes and coupon code usage, it sounds like. Yeah, and I would add to that if you're working with an affiliate partner like a share a sale or a honey or you know, any of those kinds of affiliate platforms, you also, when you get your report at the end of the month from them, you want to look really closely. If all of a sudden your affiliate payments are spiking, that's another tell that maybe you have a code leakage problem. Ah, and I code leakage. Boy, such <laughs> I like that phrase. Code leakage, code hygiene. It starts to sound like these codes are very messy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, right? They're dirty, dirty codes. No, dirty, I, bad codes. There's nothing inherently wrong with codes. I just want to make sure I make that clear. It's just that we tend to be a little fast and loose with how we administer them. Yes. No, I, I agree with all of it. Like, I, I think co coupon codes are a necessary evil. I think they're a, a valuable tool. And I think that, that sugar high analogy really um, is pretty apt. The... And a, a big solution here is wherever possible, use dynamic codes. So say in an abandoned cart email, you don't send off like use comeback 10. And then you also like secretly have comeback 15 and comeback 20 that I'm going to guess <laughs> at. Um, the, but instead you have, you know, like Clavio uh, can generate for you a one-time dynamic use code that'll have a real, like you could have it expire in 72 hours. It's only good for one-time use. And then that helps prevent the problem, but also it, can help increase conversions because it tell it becomes clearer to your user to your customer who in who are increasingly tech savvy um they know okay if that looks like a dynamic code it is probably a one-time use code and i can't count on being able to come back to that so i'd like those but you're right they're just not practical in every situation i think that the podcast example is really good um whenever here i'll plug uh, jbugs.com for folks like me with with 40 year old vintage Volkswagens that's my money pit is german i don't know about your if you have a money pit at home <laughs> i'm i'm a jeep lover so okay see your your money pit is a chrysler product i see <laughs> true so, so my money pit is german and it, uh, the guy who runs jbugs jeff ogle is a listener he said oh, i'll give you a, a coupon code and it's a friends and family discount and so that is that's a continuous use code that's yeah. the kind of thing you don't want to see leak right um and it, his is funny, there's a little note in there that says, you share, you lose. Like right in there is part of the code. I thought that was great. And yeah, and you're not often sharing intentionally, right? Like it, it, it happens without fear. your knowing it. I said like, is, you know, if I've got this Chrome extension installed, is it gonna run back and post that to their, you know, back to their website and start sharing this? And then I'm gonna, if I shared, I lost, I'm gonna lose my code, right? <laughs> and there's no shortage of parts the stupid car needs. <laughs> <laughs> No, I love it. And I feel like especially, you know, one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this is especially coming out of this past year when retailers have been hit so hard by COVID and by closures. And, and so many of them have turned to selling online as like the only lifeline they have to stay in business. It's it makes me angry that it's this uneven playing field and you have these big companies with deep pockets building, you know, these 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 apps essentially are these plugins that that take the power out of merchants hand to control what's happening on their own website right it goes back to what i said in the beginning we should own our websites and we should own what happens on them and unfortunately with these plugins it, it's really hard to do that aha so it sounds like this is war right previously <laughs> you're like look the, the uh, it's not a a level playing field 
these, you know, uh, these big these browser extensions, really, they are waging asymmetrical warfare on our coupon code inputs. Okay, you have a tool. I'm s clearly you you know this backwards and forwards. Pitch me on it. Please sell me <laughs> on your product. So I love I love that you use the term war because I was really excited when I saw Shopify talk about arming the rebels, right? That's their their whole line. And I feel like we're giving the rebels just one more weapon in their arsenal to fight back. Um, and so what we do is we have an app called Clean Cart that is pretty simple to install and it lets um, Shopify users, right now it's just Shopify Plus, but that'll hopefully change really quickly with the new Shopify announcements that just came out in Unite. Check out um, and it lets them, yeah, should. Yep. Exactly. I would imagine, and it lets, yeah, you'd be able to run this in everything. Okay, so it sounds like yeah. you have to edit checkout.liquid um, currently? Uh, yeah, yes. Um, I, I, I don't want to get into like the new right, technical fine. details because I'm the marketer on the team and I'm afraid I'm going to get it wrong. <laughs> um, right, we'll but no, we, docs. we have a pretty simple way of installing it. And once you put it in, it, it will allow you to effectively prevent the extensions from auto-injecting codes at checkout. So it doesn't prevent anybody from legitimately entering a code, and it doesn't interrupt the user experience because all these extensions have kind of default states where if they don't have a code that works, they'll just come back to the user and say, you already have the best deal. And so that's really what happens when you put our extension in, or our, our app in place rather, is the user comes to your site, they still have the extension in their browser, it's still, you know, they can still say, hey, try coupons, but it'll just say you already have the best deal. Um, and at the same time, what happens is these platforms like Honey and Capital One Shopping, they they use AI to determine what discounts to feed to users. And when you have our app present and these codes stop working, the AI behind the scenes recognizes that and will stop feeding the codes to users. And so it actually also has the impact of sort of solving some of the code leakage issue because they stop attempting. Um, so that's basically how it works. When you do a free trial, we do a B test and, and show you exactly the impact it's having on conversions. Um, so if that's a concern, we, we can certainly address it. Uh, and you have, you've got, uh, a you have a 14 day free trial, correct? We do. Yes. 14 day free trial, white glove support with installation. And like I said, we will do AB testing for you in that initial 14 day free trial so that you can be completely confident that when you, you know, when you purchase the product, it's not going to negatively impact conversions or revenue or cart value or any of your key metrics. And for the, the immediate future, it's plus only, but that's going away. We, we yes. presume it's going to be available via checkout extensions to every store. Yeah, we are working our hardest to make that happen as soon as possible. <laughs> and, oh, I should say, we have a wait list if you are not Shopify Plus and you want to be notified when we do go live on other platforms or on regular Shopify. Okay, uh, cool. I will, and it's, it's clean.io, correct? Yeah, so convenient. Our company name is also our URL. All right, we will... I will uh, put that in the show notes. We'll link to it. Anything I missed? Anything else I, I need to know? Well, don't you, no, I think you have a podcast, right? I do. It's called the Inbound Success Podcast. It's a marketing podcast. Um, and we talk about all different aspects of marketing. It's I just I'm on about episode 205. So we've covered almost every topic out there at least once. <laughs> what? How many? 205, I think I've done. It's been about four years. Oh, I like that's not I like that. It, when I got to 200, that was when I was like, oh, yeah, I, th I think I'm starting to figure out what I'm doing. Then I got to 300 yeah, yeah. and thought, oh, 
And now I think I'm starting to figure out what I'm doing. Every hundred episodes or so, I'm like, all right, this time yeah, I got it. It's, it's a good milestone. I got to get you on as a guest. So that's that's the next step. All right, happy to. Uh, well, well, we'll wrap it up here, and uh, then we will we'll discuss, we'll negotiate uh, the terms of my appearance on your show. <laughs> and in the meantime, where could people go to learn more about you? So you can definitely head to clean.io to learn more about me or the product. And then if you want to connect personally, I love uh, LinkedIn. I connect with anybody who sends me a connection request, and I'm really happy to answer any questions that you have. So shoot me a DM there and, and let's talk. I, on LinkedIn, I do not connect with everybody, just so we're clear. I know. I know. <laughs> well, you have I my tried. You can connect. <laughs> yeah. Now you're in. You're safe. Actually, you know what? I'll add you later. There you go. If you share, do you lose for that also? <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh, don't share my email. <laughs> I won't. Every course. time I say anything the slightest bit wrong, people are like, that episode, you said. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, no, this has been, this has been fabulous. I'm, I'm thrilled to find someone who is, is passionate about something as, as niche yet as valuable as uh, coupon codes since they, coupon codes account for billions in revenue annually. Um, so it, it, it is no, you know, we, we joked about coupons, but it really is a, a huge, a huge problem to tackle. So, yeah, well, I love nerding out on this topic. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to do it. <laughs> My pleasure. Uh, Kathleen Booth, clean.io. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. When you're creating your own e-com store, sometimes competing just isn't enough. Kick your sales into overdrive with out of the sandbox turbo theme. As the name would imply, Turbo is a high-performance-focused premium theme with great mobile optimization. Turbo's even got speed settings, sport, and ludicrous. Ludicrous mode predicts what page will be visited next and preloads the page in the background so your site becomes even faster. They've gone to plat! Load time, speed, theme support, and great mobile optimization are all contributing factors as to why Turbo has a 100% five-star rating by customers on Out of the Sandbox. If blazing fast speed isn't a big enough rush, you can get the premium theme for 20% off. Use code KURT20, that's K-U-R-T-2-0 today at outofthesandbox.com unofficial, and you'll be off to the races. Try Turbo today with a 14-day money-back guarantee, but you're sure to be satisfied. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors, so please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.